Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. All right, uh, welcome to the show, World Soccer Radio, on the Sports Byline Broadcast Network, also coming to you live on Sirius XM 211, Dan Patrick Sports. I'm your host, Nick Eber. It is a pleasure to be with you as we talk the beautiful game. Uh, we do this Monday through Friday, uh, 6 p.m. Pacific, 9 Eastern, then again at midnight Pacific, 3 a.m. Eastern on Sports Overnight America. A uh, lot to get to today. We are presented by betonline.ag. And uh, let them be your online sports book experts. And remember, uh, make uh, gambling on sports a pastime and not a lifestyle. Okay, let's get to it. Uh, so much to talk about today, uh, which, of course, we'll start right after the break. But we're going to talk about the Premier League. We're going to go through my picks. And I've been bragging about the quality of my picks over uh, two weeks ago. Uh, unfortunately, this week, not so great, although I did get some nice juicy ones correct. But let's take a look back at the weekend in the Premier League. Some surprising results. And by the way, if you were surprised by the Liverpool win over Leicester City, you shouldn't be. I wasn't. I did predict that they would win that. Uh, Man United eke by uh, Tottenham. I had that one. Uh, they beat City. Lots to talk about re regarding Manchester City, and at some point we will get Kartik Krishnaya on to talk about Man City, but I certainly have some thoughts about that myself. So let's talk a little bit about that, and of course we'll look forward to tomorrow's Champions League matches. Uh, there are a whole slate of matches tomorrow in the Champions League, um, including Sevilla in action, Chelsea in action, Dortmund in action, Barcelona, uh, Lazio, Juve... PSG and United all playing tomorrow in the Champions League. Let's look at those. Let's look at the groups they're in, and uh, I'll give you my picks. All right, that's what we're going to talk about today on the show. The best way to find me is on Twitter, at Nick Eber, N-I-C-K-G-E-B-E-R. You can find me on Facebook at uh, facebook.com forward slash World Soccer Radio. I would love to hear from you. Once again, presented by betonline.ag. Also, if you are a serviceman or woman listening to us courtesy of the American Forces Network, I'd like to welcome you to the show. It's great to have you with us. Hopefully, we can uh, make your evenings just that much better. Okay, it is break time, so I will do that, and I'll be right back to kick it all off. Let's take a look back at the weekend in the Prem. Well, with the NFL season in full swing, while you might not be at the game this year, you can still be on the action at betonline.ag. From game spreads and totals to team, player, and coaching props, BetOnline gives you more options to wager than any other place online. And there's always the online casino as well. It never closes, much like the casinos here in Las Vegas. Look, head over to betonline.ag today. Take advantage of all the great sign-up bonuses. Again, that's betonline.ag. Sign up today and let them be your online sportsbook experts. And never fear, folks, Champions League, Premier League, Liga 1, MLS. And you can bet on all the footy you want if you want a little bit more than just uh, NFL. They've got it all at betonline.ag. All right, well, speaking about having it all, welcome back, World Soccer Radio, Nick Eber with you. Find me on Twitter at uh, N-I-C-K-G-E-B-E-R. 
Let's take a look at where we are on the table. Tottenham Hotspur currently sitting top of the table right behind them, even on points, but far behind in terms of goal differential is a Liverpool football club. Uh, Chelsea in third place, just two points behind. Leicester City rounding out the top four. Southampton today, after their draw against uh, Wolverhampton Wanderers, which was a 1-1 draw against Wolves, uh, they are now in four, uh, fifth spot. Everton uh, coming up the rear in sixth spot. And all the way down, United in 10th. City in 13th, if you can believe that. Um, it is really unbelievable what is going on uh, at uh, the Etihad, at Man City. All sorts of problems. We're clearly going to talk about that today in detail. But start rounding out the results starting on Saturday. We started with uh, Chelsea visiting St. James's Park in Newcastle uh, and playing Newcastle, obviously. And, uh, you know, it started off poorly for, uh, for Newcastle with a own goal by Fernandez and then Tammy Abraham knocking one in with a nice assist from Timo Werner, who's turned out to be a really, really good addition to the Chelsea squad. Uh, but 2-0 was the result, and things are getting a little tougher for um, Newcastle United, who have so far only three wins on the season, and they are in the middle of uh, a rough five-game streak where they've only won one, drawn one, and lost three. So it's been tough for them. Remember, they started off the season pretty well with only one loss in their first four. So things are tough for Newcastle. I know there's been a lot of discussion about new investment, and I think Newcastle just have to stay clear of the drop until they can get it. We're going to talk about Sheffield United here shortly because they are an absolute abomination right now. Uh, and um, as long as we've got teams like uh, Sheffield and, to a lesser degree, West Brom, or maybe the same degree West Brom, uh, I think it's going to help out teams like Newcastle and Brighton and Burnley to agree a degree today who did get their first win. But we'll get to all of that uh, as we go down the line. So uh, for that first match, and I'm going to pick up my picks here, of Newcastle-Chelsea. Uh, Newcastle with the long shots at plus 500. Of, again, all odds here, courtesy of betonline.ag. Chelsea actually were the favorites at minus 213. Unsurprisingly, uh, they did get the win. Now, I had actually predicted 3-1 for, uh, for this particular, <coughs> particular game. It ended 2-0. So if you took the over, as I suggested, uh, you're probably cursing me under your breath. But uh, if you didn't, and you just took Chelsea, uh, you're happy. Obviously, they won. Uh, the next one that I had, the next match on the list uh, was uh, Aston Villa-Brighton. Now, you know, I should have known better than to pick Villa because I didn't pick Villa, by the way. Villa were the big favorites. Remember, Villa is uh, have been the giant killers this season. The, the team that has created the most shocks, including that 7-2 shellacking of Liverpool, um, if you remember, that was an unreal result. But most of Villa's great results have come away from home. And here they were playing a Brighton Hove Albion side that was desperate to get some points that I thought played a lot better than the results possibly would have displayed uh, up till now for them. So I actually did not think the Villa were going to win this. I kind of thought that this was going to be a draw. As it turns out, at Villa Park, Brighton do the business, get an away win, get three points. They're currently 16th spot. They are five points off the drop, which is good news for them. I thought they put in a good performance. And yeah, you can talk about Aston Villa being unlucky. 
they were certainly unlucky. You can also say that Nick was unlucky because if Aston Villa hadn't got unlucky, Nick would have had a nice draw at plus 250 to take to the bank. As it was, I did not make anything on that one because I picked the draw rather than the Brighton win. Uh, next match was at the Tottenham Hotspur Stadium. Now, interestingly enough on this match, coming into the match, Man City were minus 120. Folks, that is a big favorite when you're going to play a team like Tottenham Hotspur. Tottenham were plus 290. I told you to take Tottenham Hotspur. I told you also to take the under. I said this was likely going to be 1-0. The under was uh, minus 119 on this one. Well, unsurprisingly, it was 2-0. So if you'd taken the under and you took Tottenham at plus 290, you were very happy and I steered you right. Now look, again, Tottenham Hotspur are have been one of these clubs that's always been a little bit... Um, uh, 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 they've been put into some trouble because of a lack of depth. And, of course, you can talk about lack of investment, et cetera, et cetera. However, Los Celso has been terrific. Son Min is unbelievable. This guy is working towards getting the golden boot for the season. He's on fire. He's, full, he's fitting into a system. Mourinho is getting the best out of his players. And quite frankly, um, Min scores in the fifth minute. Los Celso puts the uh, game to bed in the 65th minute. And... Harry Kane was fantastic, and Man City were nowhere to be found. It was one of the most disappointing performances I've seen from Man City, clearly one of their worst performances in a long time. And this team right now is struggling. We talk about needing to refresh the team. There was no bounce from the announcement that um, Guardiola had just re-signed a two-year deal. And I was surprised that they were as lackluster that, as they were. I was not surprised that Tottenham won because I think Tottenham are a really good team. And look, Jose Mourinho is this special one for a reason. He's kind of flown under the radar a little bit with the Jurgen Klopp-Pep Guardiola dichotomy, so, so, so to speak. We forget that we have an exceptionally outspoken, very brilliant, probably I think he's still the most successful manager active in football. How quickly we forget, as he says, he's now no longer the special one. He's now the experienced one, which he's always had. I thought they played uh, Man City beautifully. There was a great quote when someone asked him uh, how he felt about Man City having 80% possession. He said they could take the ball home with them. He didn't care as long as he took away the three points. And, and that is so true. That is so Jose Mourinho. He also had a really funny quote if you enjoy the quote machine that is Jose Mourinho, as I do, is that he was talking about the pundits' take on the fact that Manchester City were favorites at minus 120. They certainly were. And the bookmakers, he said, oh, well, the, the table that they're looking at, that's the fake table. So I love the idea that Mourinho is, you know, starting to <laughs> question, uh, like the fake media, the fake table, if you believe that nonsense. Uh, okay. So Tottenham win, and if you went with my bet, you would have won beautifully on that. Uh, final match was Man United at West Brom. And look, we've got a minute and a bit, so I'm going to hold off on the Man United-West Brom. Let me just preface it by saying United won. So I told you that United were going to win. It was two, minus 295, 294 for United to win at Old Trafford. But when we come back, I want to talk about the way United won 
and what I see about this United team and some of the problems that they have, not which of le not least of which is that their top goal scorer has scored 50% of his goals uh, through penalties. All right, this is World Soccer Radio. Find me on Twitter, at Nick Eber, N-I-C-K-G-E-B-E-R. We are on the Sports Byline Broadcast Network and Sirius XM 211, Dan Patrick Sports. Going to take a break. Be right back with more after this. All right, welcome back to World Soccer Radio on the Sports Byline Broadcast Network, also Sirius XM 211, Dan Patrick Sports, as well as American Forces. If you've missed any part of this show, and I don't know why you would do that, you can always catch the show on our podcast network. Find us at the Believe, B-L-E-A-V, podcast network, also at your favorite podcast provider, whether that's Apple Podcasts or Spotify or whatever it is, you will find World Soccer Radio there. But before we get on with it, I wanted to highlight a couple of other podcasts on the network that I think you should check out. Uh, first, there's BSI, the podcast, which has uh, former and current USL and MLS players Benny Failhaber, Sal Zizo, Ike Opara, a BSI. It's a show where the hosts pick, call up a weekly guest. They talk football, current events, etc. It's really, it's a good show. And the other one is the Shep Messing Daily Cast. Look, if you know anything about the history of uh, soccer in America. Shep Messing, an absolute legend. Yeah, he does talk a lot about New York. So if you want to talk Red Bulls and football in general, uh, that is a show for you. Recommended highly. Shep's a great guy, by the way. I have to tell you, he really is a terrific fella. Uh, find us at the Believe Podcast, B-L-E-A-V. All right, so when we left, uh, before we left on the uh, previous, for, for the previous break, we were talking about Man United, who hosted... Or West Brom at Old Trafford. And to put this into some perspective for you, um, West Brom are bloody awful. They have yet to win a game all season. They are junk. I, I, I don't know why the Baggies are so bad. Uh, probably because they're just not very good. Uh, they have so far lost six games on the season, drawn three. It's a terrible result, but those three draws puts them just above Sheffield United, which is a shocker for me this season, by the way, that Sheffield are, are doing so poorly. So anyway, West Brom go visit United at Old Trafford. Man United clearly having issues of their own, and they managed to lose by one goal to nil. I thought it was a terrible result. I thought it was woefully unfair. Uh, I thought that they should have had a penalty that was not given because Bruno Fernandes made a horrible tackle, a defensive tackle that I thought he, he, that should have been a spot kick, which was initially given and then VAR overruled it. Go figure. Then uh, Fernandes had a penalty, which he took. Uh, the West Brom keeper saved it, and then they made him retake it because they said he came off the line early. And then, of course, he scored the second time. Look, um, I, I don't think Man United get particular favors from refs these days. So Alex... So Alex Ferguson is long gone. Uh, this was just bad refereeing. Uh, I, I, this is not an issue of United. But what is an issue about United, quite frankly, is how poor they are. They're lacking in imagination, uh, depth. Uh, I think at some points of the park, I think they're, they're lacking in, in talent and skill. And I'm not sure that Ole Gunnar Solskjaer has the necessary uh, tactical chops that he needs to get the results 
And I wonder how much of this is man management. Now, clearly, they have injuries, but so does everybody else. They have a European schedule, but so, but so does everybody else. That is one of the, quote, presumed or presumptive top four teams. Uh, they are bloody awful. And I wonder how much longer uh, Solskjaer is going to stay at the helm. Clearly, two wins in a row is a big result. That win against Everton at Goodison Park was a great result for them and probably the best result, I thought, on the season uh, so far in terms of uh, uh, overachieving. But they are not a good team. They are just not a good team. They're currently in 10th spot. If I have to tell you, if you have to compare United in 10th, say, and City in 13th, City are a good team. They just have some other issues going on. United are not are not a good team, and they're sitting in 10th. And once again, Bruno Fernandes, top scorer, 50% of his goals have been through penalties. Um, I'm not sure what that tells you. It might tell you that they're penetrating a fair amount, but they're not getting the finishing that they need and or they're diving. I, I'm not going to go on a limb and say that because, you know, who knows these days what makes modern footballers fall to the ground. Maybe it's a sub-audible tone that no one can actually hear. Well, maybe I'm being facetious, but okay. Uh, so United do win. I did say they would win at plus 294. Uh, the next one was Everton uh, going to Craven Cottage to visit Fulham. And that was a match that I said that Everton were going to win. And I have to tell you that um, they did. They won it 3-2. And I had picked 2-1 as the Everton scoreline. They were the favorites at, at minus 110. I told you to take the over. It was two and a half goals. I said take the over at uh, five goals. We certainly hit it. So if you went with my uh, with my picks on that, you were very, very happy. Um, Everton are another club, you know. Um, uh, this is a club. Everton, to me, are a bit of a... Um, a bit of a question mark because, yeah, they're a great club. Don't get me wrong. Ancelotti is a fabulous manager. They've got money now with Moshiri, the owner, Fahad Moshiri, the new owner. Um, but they are really inconsistent. And, and the fact that they let Fulham drive them that close is a question mark. And I wonder, as a, first of all, I wonder what they're going to do in January and what if they're going to make any big moves. Second of all... Um, I want to see more consistency from Everton, although they are definitely within striking distance. Remember, this win against Fulham at Craven Cottage came on the back of a three-match losing streak, Southampton, Newcastle, and United. They went literally from first place when they lost at Southampton uh, all the way down to seventh place. They're now in sixth place. So they, they had a really, really torrid time of it the last five games, one win, one draw, three losses. Uh, is this the uh, the result that's going to pull them out? You know, they have a really tough test at home against Leeds United coming up on next Saturday. Uh, Leeds are a team that like to attack. I actually think that suits Everton, so I think they're going to have a good result next weekend, uh, but we will see. All right, so I said Everton. Everton did, in fact, win. That was another one I got right. Sheffield United, West Ham is... A surprise to me because if you remember last year, the Blades were absolutely terrific. Massive surprise club. 
Um, I don't think it wasn't just the results they got. It was the way they played. They played really fun, dynamic football. Chris Wilder, I think, had this had this team firing on all cylinders. They had a lot of belief. And yeah, I they if you remember the end of last season, they ended the table. They ended up the season in ninth spot. But if you remember last season, they had that bad result of uh, three losses in a row at the end of the season. They were up to seventh spot, and those three those three results against Leicester, uh, against Everton, and against uh, Southampton dropped them down to ninth in the table. I think everybody just thought it was kind of like that that spot where you're in the seventh spot, you're not going to Europe, you're not getting relegated. It's just kind of mid-table mediocrity, not the right word, by the way, for Sheffield United. Uh, but I think it was like they, they'd achieved what they set out to achieve. But this season, it has been absolutely awful. They played nine games. They've won one. And if you're ready for this, they have scored in nine games four goals. Four goals. Last season... They scored 39 goals. Think about that for a minute. 39 goals. It's, um, it somewhat boggles the mind that they are not putting the ball in the back of the net at all. And it's going to be a very, very tough time for them unless they can do something radical about it. Anyway, I picked Sheffield United to win at plus 193. They did not. West Ham United won on the backs of uh, the week or two weeks prior when they beat West Ham United, uh, where they beat Fulham uh, at home. Uh, they did have a, a rough couple of... But remember, I said, if you remember, I said that West Ham played Liverpool really well and were unfortunate to lose that game well, not unfortunate, but they did certainly play really well. Uh, but anyway, West Ham getting the points, Sheffield not. Leeds Arsenal. This one was a surprise, and I think it was prefaced by a red card, obviously, for Nicolas Pepe. By the way, the racial abuse he's taking on Twitter is disgusting. Uh, we're going to talk about this during the week. It's, it's absolutely shocking um, and, and absolutely outrageous. But Arsenal go to Ellen Road. Do not get a point. Nil-nil. Arteta is in some sort of trouble at Arsenal. I'm not sure how much trouble he's in, how bad it is for him. They're currently sitting in 12th spot. They have won four games on the season. Again, the problem is they're not really scoring goals. They've only scored nine goals on the season, which for Arsenal is ridiculous. Defensively, they're not bad. They've only conceded 10 the problem is goal scoring, which is why goal scorers are worth their weight uh, in gold. All right, we need to move along here. Uh, Liverpool, Leicester, Liverpool trounce Leicester, uh, as I said they would. So there you go. Uh, I said take a Liverpool, Leicester. I said take Liverpool. Uh, Burnley, Crystal Palace. I said take Palace. Burnley actually won, and I'm moving along quickly now because I only have a minute. And the final match, uh, Wolves, Southampton. I said take the draw. And it was actually a draw. So you would have got plus 210 on that one. So I'll tally this up as we go to break and come back and take a look at exactly where we are 
uh, with my picks for last week. I don't actually think my last weekend's picks were as bad as maybe I thought they were. All right, you're listening to World Soccer Radio. I'm Nick, you're you, and you can find me on Twitter at Nick Eber, N-I-C-K-G-E-B-E-R. I'm going to take a break, and when I come back, let's look at the Champions League match for t- matches for tomorrow. We've got uh, eight of them. We'll go through them all. Let's take a look at the odds and see if there's any values. Odds courtesy of betonline.ag. I'll be right back. Welcome back to World Soccer Radio, presented by BetOnline.ag on the Sports Byline Broadcast Network, also live on Sirius XM211, Dan Patrick Sports. Uh, I'm with you every Monday through Friday, 6 p.m. Pacific, 9 Eastern Time. Then again at midnight Pacific, that's 3 a.m. on the East Coast on Sports Overnight America. I hope you'll make me a regular part of your week. And just a reminder, if you miss any part of the show, uh, you can catch it all in its glorious entirety on our podcast network, the Believe Podcast Network, B-L-E-A-V, or on your favorite podcast provider. Find me on Twitter at Nick Eber, N-I-C-K-G-E-B-E-R. I'd like to welcome uh, all my Twitter followers back as we've back, come back on the air the last couple of weeks, uh, really since the first of the month, after an extended COVID break, which was, you know, it was tough. By the way, the Premier League, talking about December 2nd, starting to allow up to 4,000 fans back in the stadiums uh, for games. I-, I think that's great as long as it can be done safely and no one's going to ca- enjoy a football game and die as a result of it. I'm totally in favor of it. Uh, it would be nice because maybe we won't have to listen to this awful canned music, uh, canned music, canned s- crowd noise that they pipe into the matches. Um, I-, I do understand why they're doing it. It does kind of pick it up a little bit and make it seem... Uh, like there's more of an atmosphere because atmosphere obviously obviously is so important to soccer and and the kind of tribalism and the singing and the chanting and it builds the energy it's like it look it's like um watching a movie with no soundtrack so the fact they're putting in the soundtrack it's kind of lame but kind of okay uh it would be obviously much better to have actual real uh soundtrack in the background so even 4000 fans i think that's fine with me that's going to be great. Uh, it's going to be a, a, a big improvement. And I know the players will appreciate having home support. I'm pretty sure it's going to be primarily home support. I certainly hope so. You don't want people really having to travel. All right. Well, that was a Premier League. Oh, I did say that before the break that I would go through and tally up um, tally up my, my picks for last week so we can get an idea of where we were. Now, I'm not going to BS you because I was wrong. I actually picked... Uh, my, I said that Liverpool were going to win at minus 104. I didn't see a great deal of value there. So I said take the draw at plus 250. Liverpool did win. I'm going to give that one to myself because I told you they were going to win. I just thought a nice bet would be the draw. So having said that, there were four matches I didn't get. I didn't get the Villa-Brighton. I told you that was going to be a draw. And um, it really almost was a draw, but Brighton getting their first win off of the backs of uh, surprise package Aston Villa. Uh, Sheffield West Ham, I said the Blades are going to get their first win at Bramall Lane. Uh, they did not, so that's one I did not get. Leeds and Arsenal, I said Arsenal were going to uh, get it done at Ellen Road. They did not. And uh, Burnley Palace, I said Palace were going to get the points away. They did not. The rest I got right, so therefore that's 60% 
Uh, it's fair, okay. Two weeks ago, I got 75%. I thought that was substantially better. Okay, on to the Champions League, because tomorrow we have a whole slate of Champions League matches in front of us, and uh, we have to take a look at what's coming on in the groups. Now, tomorrow's group E, F, G, and H. Group E is Chelsea's group, and currently they are sitting top of the table. On the other hand, you know, who's in their group? Well, they're, by the way, they're tied with, uh, with Sevilla, uh, Chelsea's goal difference is better that uh, not only are they tied with Sevilla but Chelsea got a nil-nil at home against Sevilla they beat Krasnodar 4-0 away in Krasnodar and they beat Rennes 3-0 at home at the bridge well now Chelsea go back to France to play Rennes and I like Chelsea I like Chelsea. I like what Frank Lampard's doing there. I think this is a young club. I think these players have a great deal of belief. Um, they score goals. They're not conceding too many goals. In terms of the Champions League, how have they done? Well, look, they've scored seven goals and they've yet to concede. Think about that for a minute. I'm not sure it's going to be a goalless game. Uh, it's going to be they're going to shut out the opposition. Not sure they're getting a clean sheet tomorrow. But let's look and see where are Chelsea or in Chelsea visiting France, and they are the underdogs, folks. Can you believe that? The money line, oh, pardon me, they're not the underdogs. That was the money line, they're the spread. Chelsea are minus 172. They are prohibitive favorites. The under is uh, slightly better at minus 101. I think they're thinking about how many goals Chelsea is going to score. Chelsea are going to win this game. I'm going to take Chelsea on the money line, minus 172. I think that is a decent bet. Uh, let's look at the other game in that group. It's Krasnodar-Sevilla. Uh, once again, uh, Krasnodar, uh, somewhat of the uh, the punching boys. They've conceded eight goals. They've only scored three. Uh, neither uh, Sevilla, much like Chelsea, have not lost a game. Of course, the game they drew was between themselves. Uh, again, Krasnodar are not going to win this game. Uh, Sevilla are going to win this game. Sevilla in Europe are always a good team, never to be underestimated. Although this is away at Krasnodar, I'm going to take Sevilla on this one. At Again, the favorites at minus 156, if you're with me on all that. So my two picks for the two Group E matches are Chelsea and Sevilla. Both will win. Both are playing away. On to Group F. Borussia Dortmund, Lazio, Bruges, and FC Zenit. Uh, Borussia Dortmund are playing Bruges. Bruges are 1-1-1. One, one, one. Borussia uh, Dortmund have lost a game. Uh, they actually lost away at Lazio. At Lazio. So uh, they lost away... <coughs> excuse me. <coughs> excuse me. They lost away in Italy. They did beat Zenit at home 2-0. And they did beat Bruges away... Uh, in Belgium, 3-0. This in Germany, Borussia Dortmund going to win this. And you might not be surprised that they are whopping favorites at minus 400. They will win this game. The next game in this group is is going to be Dinamo, uh, is going to be uh, Zenit against uh, Lazio. And right now, Lazio, this is in, uh, this will be in Italy. Uh, Zenit traveling to Italy, Lazio are the big favorites in this one. They are currently second in the group, and they are going to win this game as well, folks, and that is minus 145. Lazio, my pick. So, so far, 
I'm going with all the favorites. <clears throat> so that is Group F. Once again, Group F, I'm predict predicting Borussia Dortmund will win. I think Lazio will win. Let's move on to Group G, and I just want to check the time and make sure I'm doing okay here. Yes, we're doing fine. Uh, Barcelona, Juventus, Dinamo Kiev, and uh, Ferran uh, Varosi. So, let's start, shall we, in Italy. Juve are going to beat... Uh, Juve, who are going to be hosting the Hungarian team, uh, Ferenc Varos, and excuse me if my pronunciation is horrible. Uh, I'm just looking for the... the Juve beat them 4-1 uh, in, in, uh, in Hungary. At the Pushkas Arena, and they're going to beat them here, and it's going to be a bad thumping. Uh, Juve are massive favorites in this game, minus seven hundred and forty. Uh, Ferenc Varos are plus nineteen hundred. Uh, I think if you take that on a flyer, you're a fool. I don't see any way Juve are, win are going to do anything but do some thumping in that game. Barcelona have a slightly more challenging match ahead of them. Uh, they will have to travel to Kiev, uh, to Ukraine, to play Dinamo Kiev. And while Dinamo Kiev may not be a great t team, they're certainly not. They lost 2-0 at home to Juve. Uh, they went to Budapest, a uh, 2-2 draw. Uh, Barcelona, they went to uh, Camp Nou, 2-1 was the scoreline. Uh, this, this game may be a little closer than you might think. And whereas I think, boss, I, if there's a surprise package here, uh, this weekend, this isn't it. Uh, Barcelona going to win minus 140-52, even though they're traveling to Ukraine. All right, final group. Uh, let's start with PSG against Red Bull Leipzig in the final group. Uh, PSG have been a massive disappointment. They lost 2-1 uh, at Old. Uh, they lost 2-1 against United uh, in at Parc des Princes in, in Paris. They lost, uh, uh, they beat uh, uh, Basakshir 2-0 uh, in Istanbul, but then uh, they lost 2-1 to Red Bull Leipzig uh, at the Red Bull Arena. And, and that was a surprise. Remember, this is a team that has been built from the ground up, uh, ostensibly to win the Champions League, because let's face it, who really cares about uh, Ligue 1? No disrespect to my French friends. This match is huge import to PSG. They're currently in third spot. They need three points here. They really need three points. And if Red Bull Leipzig uh, beats them, they're basically going to be in real trouble. Don't forget the following games they have. Okay, they've got uh, matches still left against um, Man United and another match against uh, uh, Istanbul, which they'll probably win. Are PSG going to win this match? I'm actually going to take this as a draw, uh, plus 340. If there's a surprise package for the weekend, for tomorrow's the weekend, listen to me. That's how, that's how time is flying. If there's a surprise in tomorrow's Champions League matches, that might be it. The other one is Man United are getting visited by Istanbul, uh, Basakshir, uh, you know, listen, United lost. Now, I understand that that was uh, in us, Istanbul, and that's always a tough place to go play. 
but United lost. United barely squeaked by over the weekend against West Brom. I just, it's really, it's a, it's a tough choice. I do think United are going to get it done, though. So I'm going to go with United for the win, minus 386. Don't bet that. I would, I would not bet this game. Unless you want to put a flyer on Istanbul at plus 850 or the draw. There's no value here in betting United. They are too unstable of a team to bet at minus 386. It's too, it's too, they're too much of a home. I think the odds makers are giving them way too much of a home field advantage. I would bet, if I could bet here, I would place a small amount of money, a very small amount of money, on plus 850 at, uh, at on Istanbul or on the draw. Not because I think they're going to win, just because I think those odds are too juicy and Man United are too frail uh, to pass them up. So, uh, once again, let's pick, do my picks. Sevilla for the win. Chelsea for the win. Borussia Dortmund for the win. Barcelona for the win. Lazio for the win. Juve for the win. A draw between PSG and Leipzig. And even though United, I think, are going to win at minus 386, it's a crazy bet to make. I wouldn't make it. I'd put a little bit of wager money, and you could do it at betonline.ag on Istanbul and or the draw, uh, plus 850 for Istanbul. The draw is plus 480. All right. Um, those are my picks. Go to betonline.ag. You can check out all the uh, soccer odds that are available to you. I think you'll have a lot of fun. Once again, folks, please bet responsibly. Make it uh, entertainment and not a lifestyle for you. Okay? I'm with you Monday through Friday, 6 p.m. Pacific, 9 Eastern, then midnight Pacific, 3 a.m. Eastern on Sports Overnight America. Monday through Friday, World Soccer Radio, Sports Byline Broadcast Network, Sirius XM FC 211, and, of course, our podcast network, the Believe Podcast Network, Time to go to break. I'm going to come back and wrap it all up. Be right back after this. All right. W- welcome back. World Soccer Radio. Just a couple of minutes left. Uh, I hope you enjoyed the show and the Champions League picks uh, for today. And, of course, tomorrow I'll be giving you all the picks for the Wednesday games uh, where Borussia Mönchengladbach will host Shakhtar Donetsk, Olympiakos will host Man City, uh, Bayern will host Salzburg, Atletico, Lokomotiv Moscow, Inter Real Madrid. That is a juicy match. I'm really looking forward to that one. Uh, Marseille-Porto should actually be a decent game as well. Ajax will play Midland and Liverpool will host Atlanta at Anfield. Those are the Wednesday matches. By the way, how wonderful is CBS and uh, CBS uh, streaming service because you get every single Champions game when you want it. You choose from a beautiful menu, so easy to get to. I'm a big fan, and I also want to give kudos to NBC because I think their um, Premier League coverage has really improved. I'm not talking about... uh, Well, first of all, actually, I think the desk show's got uh, a lot better. I like Tim Howard um, uh, a lot. I think he's he's been a uh, real addition to the crew when they bring him in. Um, but I, I really like Peacock. I like the streaming service. I think it's great value, by the way. Uh, but uh, again, I, I really like the way all the matches are there for you. It's inexpensive. And I think it's only like four bucks or five bucks a month for the Peacock tier that you need in order to get all the Premier League matches. I actually pay for the for the one with uh, no commercials, but you don't. You, that's not going to make a difference for the Premier League games. 
because there's a couple of shows I like, uh, Mr. Mercedes, I've been watching, and the commercials were driving me crazy. Once I'm done with it, I'll probably revert back to the uh, commercial version because there's not much else I watch there. But it, well worth it on Peacock, well worth it on uh, CBS. Uh, you would do yourself a, uh, uh, you do yourself fine uh, subscribing to both of those, which I think you, which I think you should probably do. All right. We're going to go after the Stranglers today. No more heroes. Join me tomorrow, 6 p.m. Pacific, 9 Eastern Time, on the Sports Byline Broadcast Network and Sirius XM 211 Dan Patrick Sports. For more of the same, find me on the Believe Podcast Network until tomorrow. Enjoy the Champions League. Let's see how I did on my picks. Let's see if I can keep the run going. We'll talk tomorrow. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.